This is Fiat Vox, a Berkeley News podcast. I'm Ann Bryce. Today's story is about Philip Congotonda. He is a professor in the Department of Theater, Dance, and Performance Studies at UC Berkeley, and he's one of the most prolific playwrights of Asian American themed work in the United States. In the first of a three-part series, Gotanda shares how growing up in Stockton, California, after World War II, with an undercurrent of anti-Japanese racism, shaped the way he felt about himself, and would influence his work later on. I grew up in Stockton, California, in the 50s and 60s, way back when. At that time, it was a a whole vibrant Japanese-American community. He went to church. He socialized. My father was a doctor. So it was one of these things where I felt always proud because they would call my father sensei. And it was certainly felt like a really good childhood and and, uh, upbringing. When Gotanda got older, he and his family moved to a neighborhood where most people were white. And his mother said something to him one day that made him realize that maybe things weren't quite as good as they seemed. I was going to go outside and play with my friends who were all white. And uh, my mother, before I went out, said, okay, Philip, you can have white friends. You can have them and they'll play with you and you'll do things together. But if anything bad happens, they'll turn on you. Now go play with your white friends. So that kind of sums up this kind of ambivalence that you are raised with, that there's something amiss, something historically happened that is infecting you. His parents had been among the 120,000 Japanese Americans who were incarcerated by the U.S. government in internment camps after Japan attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii in 1941 during World War II. You know, that community in mass were picked up and all sent to Aurora, Arkansas, to Aurora, Arkansas, of all places, and, and put in these camps, you know, and they were there for about three years. They get let out and they come back to the West Coast. Not everyone came back to the West Coast because they didn't think it was safe. They came back to Stockton and made their lives again. Now, it wasn't to work later about how much racism they were encountering or anti-Japanese sentiment, hate because of the war, you know. Um, And so that was always part of growing up, but I wasn't aware of it. I couldn't name it, as it were. You know, I've written about this this idea of internalized racism that you actually may not even know is there, but it literally is part of the land. And it comes up from the land and affects your body and it weakens you because it makes you sort of buy into, in some way, you know, the racism. Philip, I'm curious, um, looking back, would you have liked your parents to have shared more about their experiences in the relocation camp? It would have been nice to to know, uh, because I had all this basically internalized racism, self-hate, you know, which is not uncommon at that time. If you weren't white, <clears throat> in particular, if you were Asian, you didn't want to be Asian. You didn't like being Asian. You didn't hang with Asians because it was uncool um, in my generation. Uh, 
so it would have helped that. But I do know at that time for them to talk about those events would have been extremely painful and it would have involved a kind of huge kind of emotional unburdening uh, that at the time there wasn't an appropriate way for them to express that. It was all locked away and there was no, no right way to do it that wouldn't appear wouldn't appear ugly, you know, I think. Uh, again, you know, I I still look back and had a good childhood, you know, they were they were loving, I grew up fishing and playing all the American sports, so it's sort of like, that's how you grow up in America, you grow up in America with incidences of racism, you know, that are talked about, not talked about, you accommodate them, there are secrets, you just go along with your life. But in retrospect, as I left Stockton and as I became familiar and was informed more and more by this Asian-American identity politics that were emergent, it sort of gave me perspective how to look back on my growing up in Stockton. And I began to reinterpret it, kind of reframe it. And a lot of, you know, some of my early works are about Stockton from the vantage point of 20th, 21st century, looking back where the characters are more familiar with what's happening beneath the surface. Gotanda would go on to write about 40 plays that center the Asian American experience, exploring a range of themes that were relatively unexplored at the time, from interracial marriage in Yohen and generational conflicts of mixed race children in the wash to closeted gay Asian-American performers in Hollywood in Yankee Dog, You Die, and Violence Against Women in A Fist of Roses. In the next episode of the series, we'll hear about how Gotanda first found his voice as a third-generation Japanese-American through music, during the emerging Asian-American movement, which began at UC Berkeley. This is Fiat Vox, a Berkeley News podcast. I'm Anne Bryce. You can subscribe to Fiat Vox, spelled F-I-A-T-V-O-X, wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more episodes, visit our podcast page on Berkeley News at news.berkeley.edu slash podcasts. Thank you.